Hello, all you fry not fines. My name is Sienna and welcome to Somewhat Panicking, a podcast that explores the pressure of having to achieve various goals before a certain age or time frame. This week, I'm somewhat panicking about making new friends, maintaining the friendships I already have, and wondering if I have enough friends to begin with. It certainly seemed easier when I was younger to find people similar to me and have someone to hang out with. Now, as the decades pass, I feel my social circles starting to tighten, my self-diagnosed social awkwardness and anxiety rise, and the frequency in which I want to be alone or only with another one or two people increase. Friendships hold great value in people's lives because it becomes the family you choose. Good friendships help to combat loneliness, increases overall happiness, and leads to feelings of support. At younger ages, these choices of friends seem to be less picky and based on potentially more superficial things, whereas getting older, bigger values may be taken into consideration. And that it's not enough to have friends. There then needs to be a special someone who rises above the rest, overcomes many obstacles, and potentially knows your most harrowing secrets to claim the best friend title. I've been thinking a lot more about the hierarchy of friends recently, and if it's even necessary to declare someone as the best, or even better than others. An article from Vice titled, What It Feels Like to Not Have a Best Friend, includes thoughts from a 21-year-old woman who deems herself as platonically polyamorous. She says, I don't like the idea of having one person that you have to reply to more often, or that has to come with you to everything. Despite these thoughts, many people still do covet a best friend, especially with examples of female friendship like those in TV shows Sex in the City and The Bold Type, or the involvement of male friendship with the colloquial term bromance, which Urban Dictionary defines as the unique male bonding between brothers from another mother. These intense friendships see people always find the time to meet up, where you may even live together, work together, see each other naked, spoon in bed, and have what the Vice article deems as a platonic love affair. The company Snap Incorporated, most well known for developing popular app Snapchat, surveyed 10,000 people in their friendship report aged 13 to 75 years old from countries Australia, France, Germany, India, Malaysia, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, the United Kingdom and the United States of America. This friendship report and survey conducted in 2019 found the average age people find their best friend is 21 years old. Other research finds that people start losing friends once they turn 25 due to deciding which friendships they'd rather invest time in compared to others. The following statistics and quotes are all based off the Snap Incorporated reported survey results. Saudi Arabia had the highest number of best friends at 6.6, while the UK had the lowest at 2.6. It is identified that friendship can be highly culturally specific, with evidence that a friend who is intelligent and cultured is more valuable to those in India, the Middle East, and Southeast Asia, compared to looking for friends who are non-judgmental, which is more valued by people in Australia, Europe, and the US. In terms of gender roles, the survey acknowledges the stereotypes of women traditionally being able to happily sit together to talk with no outside stimulus, whereas men require an external focus to which they can both respond, like watching sport, for example. 
However, the expectations of each gender are becoming more fluid, and men are expressing or becoming more comfortable with their need for social connection and intimacy. The US has the highest number of people, 34%, stating their best friend is someone of the opposite sex, with India and Australia a close second and third, respectively. Saudi Arabia displayed the lowest number of the included countries at 18%. For men, I personally believed it was easier for them to make friends because they're not taught to compete with each other like women. But research I found highlights that men may have issues making or sustaining friendships due to a perceived lack of manliness in expressing feelings and personal matters. An article from Huffington Post includes a quote summarizing the difference in socializing between men and women well by stating, I think part of the reason it's harder for men to maintain friendships is that men are never trained in social and emotional labor the way that women are. Girls are taught to think about other people's feelings, to remember important dates, to do the work of reaching out and organizing get-togethers. Men might want friendship, but they don't understand the mechanics of how to get it. Research also suggests that this lack of friendship and socializing for males is specifically seen after entering a long-term relationship and more so if kids are involved. This is for both heterosexual and homosexual identifying males. In terms of heterosexual relationships, there can be a burden on the women to provide all the emotional support to their male partner when that man is lacking deeper friendships due to being taught to remain stoic, fix problems himself, and never cry, especially in front of other men. Therefore, the Friendship Report by Snap Incorporated quotes the following from a psychotherapist. It is a fact that romantic relationships are much better if we also maintain good friendships. Lovers with good friendships are less dependent and don't develop too high expectations, which always puts too much of a burden on a love relationship. Since friendship is so important, where do you find friends? That is the big question. How do you approach people and deal with rejection and possibly reject others? For me, I chose to use a dating app with a specific ability of switching from your dating profile to a find friends only profile. I will not say the name of the app because they are not paying me and none of this is sponsored. (laughs) I did end up finding a friend though, a friend I've had for the past four years. We met when we were both 26 years old. Her name is Michaela and you can listen to our chat about our experiences using the app and our reflections on friendships. How old were you when you had your biggest group of friends? I think late teens, probably. But yeah, that's probably the time that I had the most friends. I think because, a little bit because you're in school, so you're kind of forced to hang out with people in a different way. Like you gotta have someone to sit with. So you, you kind of have to open yourself up and you kind of force to do assignments together. And so it kind of naturally happens a little bit. And I also think that you're maybe not so picky. I think as you get older, you look for more things to align. While when you're in your teens, you're like, okay, well, if we have fun together, that's that's it. Perfect. Done. Yeah, definitely. Friendship forever. Friendship <laughs> for life. Yeah, That's how yeah. it really feels when you're younger, I think. The situation you're in then is a situation that it's going to be forever and you just don't see past that. Or yeah. at least I didn't. No, I'm the same. I, uh, one of my, or like, closest friends back then, I think it was around the time where I started getting, like, my first tattoos. And I'm like, I'm gonna get a tattoo of you, because we're (laughs) 
best friends and that'll never change. Um, I did not do that and we're no longer friends. Yeah, right. So that was probably for the best. And how old were you then? Like 16? Um, no, I would have been around 18 because okay. that's when I was allowed to start. So 18 years old, gonna get a tattoo of my best friend on my leg. And what did that person think about it? She's like, yeah, that's great. Oh, okay. Encouraging. I was yeah, she going to do it, the same? It was more going to be like a... Um, not like a portrait of her face. It was more like a like a drawing type tattoo and it would be inspired by her. And was she going to reciprocate with her own tattoo? No, I don't think no. so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the same then for that person. Yeah, obviously get a tattoo of me, but yeah. I would never ever reciprocate. <laughs> do you find it easy to make friends at, or do you find it harder as you get older? Harder, mm-hmm. definitely. I think it kind of depends on where you are in life confidence-wise as well. I think I'm feeling pretty comfortable with myself now. But for a few years in between there, I wasn't. So I think I didn't make any friends for a long time. But yeah, I mean, it depends. I think you make better friends now, but fewer. Just because you look for better matches. You want someone that you actually will have around for a long time. And did you think you'd have a great group of friends by a certain age or stage in your life? Yeah, probably. I think when I moved to Australia from Sweden, I had like a big romantic dream about like you have a new big group of friends and you're like hanging around someone's pool and it's summer all the time Mm. and and all of that. (laughs) Like you just create this kind of romantic view of this massive group of friends you're going to have. Even though I don't really like to be in groups of people, I'm very much a one-to-one person. So I don't know why I wanted that, but that just seems like the thing you're meant to want. I definitely had this idea of that happening, but I don't really feel like that anymore. Like it's nice if friends you have work together, but also I prefer to see them one-on-one to really know what's happening in their lives. And with coming from Sweden, moving to Australia, do you find making friends is different between the two countries or similar or maybe it's an age thing because you know you're getting older in Australia as opposed to Sweden because you Mm. live here now do you think there's a difference probably not I think it's very similar I guess it just depends on in what stage you're looking for friends because I guess when when I first got here like 10 years ago I was backpacking you're a lot younger it's kind of similar to school in a way because you're you kind of put in in the same room as people. Yeah. So you're kind of forced to talk to them because otherwise you'd be really rude. <laughs> and everybody's looking for someone to hang out with. You're kind of traveling to find new places and to meet new people. So everybody's quite open at that point. But I guess like since starting working, I haven't really made that many friends through work in a funny way. It's easy to kind of be like, okay, be professional, do your job head down I find it hard to kind of like be the laughy chatty person with a bunch of people around and I think now that a lot of people work from home that really kind of cuts off the ability to make friends or keep friendships alive Mm. when you're not seeing the same people every day because you are at home and especially if you live alone you're just not with anyone and you're not even really keeping those skills alive because it is a skill to be able to go up to someone confidently and kind of show them who you are and make small talk and make witty jokes in the moment and have Mm. this kind of back and forth 
ease of talking and when you're not doing that every day you kind of forget yeah how to do it 100 percent Mm. And yes, it's definitely a skill. I feel like that's a skill I don't have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me neither. I actually feel like I've been thinking about it recently. I feel like I used to have that skill more or I really tried to work on it. And as I get older, I'm like, I just, I can't be bothered anymore. Like I went to a party not that long ago and I was like, when I get there, I just want to talk to the people I know. I can't even be bothered talking to people I don't know, which can be really antisocial <laughs> and rude but I also feel like years ago maybe I was always the one who was who was the one to try and make someone else feel comfortable or who was the one to start mm. up a conversation and that can be really draining and tiring especially when people don't reciprocate that and they don't make the same effort for you so I just feel tired <laughs> when, it, when it yeah jaded when it comes to making friends which isn't good i mean is it bad though if you feel happy with the group of friends you have you don't have to make new friends you don't have to but i also feel like because like you said before that kind of the quantity gets fewer because you're looking for better quality. Yeah. You're already quite limited. Yes. So when that person is busy, <laughs> you know, there's all these memes. It's like when my one friend is busy and you're just lying in bed. Yes. Or you're sitting in, the co- <laughs> sitting in the corner. It's like, I know you don't have to make new friends, but I don't want to limit myself in terms of not being open to new people and discovering who they are because sometimes Mm. you meet someone and you're like yeah they're all right and then in a year you're like whoa this person's awesome why did I never realize that Mm. before I have so much in common with them I want to talk to them about really personal things and I know they'll understand like Mm. it just it's very just shifting I guess you don't have to make new friends but maybe you can realize the better connections you can have with the people that are already around that you didn't necessarily think was a close friend to yeah. begin with. How old were you when you decided to find friends via a dating app? Well, I found you via a dating app. So, and that was the first time I like went on an online friendship dating app. Yeah, I think maybe you were the second person I met. First yeah. or second? There was only two, by the way. I'm pretty um, sure I was second. The first one didn't last. <laughs> um, I would have been about 26. And what made you want to go on it? Like, what were you doing at 26-year-old where, where you were like, I need to meet people? Well, I'd been here for a year. I'd been working a bit um, as a photography assistant, but not not super consistent at that point. But I've been meeting a lot of people, but not really, no one really stuck. I'd made one friend that like, I felt really good about at that point. And I was like, oh, should probably branch out a little bit. So that seemed like a really interesting option rather than putting that pressure on everybody you were meeting at work. So that's kind of why I went into it. And what were your thoughts when you went on to it? I don't even remember what your profile was like. (laughs) No, I don't really remember either. I think I like try to be like a little bit cool but nice yeah maybe yeah but yeah definitely try to be a little bit cooler than I actually was okay (laughs) I do remember you seemed pretty cool and And now you know the truth (laughs) yeah so let's talk about our first 
date. Yes. Essentially. Mm. Um, and the chat leading up to that. I don't even remember what we said on this dating friendship app. I think I think we barely talked and then we were just like, hey, do you want to meet? Yeah, because I think I've been writing to like a few people and it's kind of like, it's pretty boring. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can't really connect with people over this app. You just say like, how are you? What are you like? What are you doing with your life or something? Mm. But you don't really get to anything. You can't really tell if anybody's very funny on writing. So I was like, oh, your bio was fun. So let's just give it a go. Grab a beer. Like, see where it goes. Do you remember who asked who? I feel like... I, I might have asked you, I oh, think. Okay, that's funny. Cause I, was like, <laughs> I think I asked you. Like, I don't... Honestly, don't even remember. No, I, I kind of wish that I still had the profile so we could go back and have a look. Yeah, and the conversation. Ooh, a bit cringeworthy. I yeah. Know, I don't know what I said or what even my photos were like. I think the photos you put up on a friendship dating app are different to a dating, trying to find someone kind of thing. Yeah, you want to seem like you've got a really great vibe, yeah. but you don't need to look super attractive in your yes. photos. Which is so nice. <laughs> yeah. So nice. But I do remember when we went on that first date, I was like, do I wear makeup? Do I not wear makeup? Does it matter? <laughs> like, what are they going to think? What do I wear? Like, what do I do? It was so much more kind of, I know what to do when I go on a date with a guy Mm. I wear something I feel like I look good in and I do my hair and my makeup and I accentuate these features or whatever but when it was just going to meet someone where you're like I I hope they like my personality yeah but in terms of meeting a friend I think it's so much more at the forefront Mm. because it really doesn't matter what you look like or what your hair's like or you know kind of how sexy you are obviously it doesn't really matter (laughs) it shouldn't anyway it shouldn't shouldn't. finding friends if your friend's just with you because they think you're sexy that's a bit of a problem definitely a problem yeah that's that's something else than friendship but yeah I was just like what do I do and I remember going there and seeing you like outside the venue we were meeting up at and you gave me this hug and I was like wow this person's really nice because I'm not a hugger and I was like wow this person's so nice they're just really friendly and welcoming and that was like mm. my first impression of you oh that's so nice yeah and as the date or the friendship meeting went on um I remember just talking to you and you would laugh so loudly that people would look at us <laughs> But you just didn't care. You didn't care at all. And I just found that so nice and refreshing. And like, I was like, this person thinks I'm funny and this is great. And I don't have to wear makeup. And like, I know these jeans are unflattering, but it doesn't matter. Like, who cares? Yeah, I thought it was really nice because I remember that you said on the date, you were like, it's so nice because I didn't have to wear makeup because it's a friendship date. Yeah. And I had totally like put on a full face of makeup like I want to look like really like cool <laughs> put in all this effort I was like oh my god I'm so jealous I wish I could do that because I was not and I probably still aren't that comfortable like going out to a venue just not doing anything yeah um so I was like oh my god she's so confident I'm so oh. jealous like that's awesome um and you just seemed very much yourself oh that's good it's so funny years later 
I don't know if we've ever talked about it. No, properly, I don't we were think like, so. What did we actually think about yeah. <laughs> each other the first time we met? Yeah, this is news to me. But it's, it's nice to know. I didn't realize I appeared confident because it was maybe like one of those stages where I didn't have as many friends or I felt like the friendships I did have were kind of going a different way than I thought they would when I was younger. Mm. That maybe I was lacking that confidence. But it's nice that that didn't come across. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. I think it felt... It was very comfortable conversation, which I think mm. was what surprised me because I thought that like it would always have to be really strained because you're meeting for the first time, you're like sitting face to face at this little like table at this bar and it's very intimate. So I think I was going to think that it was going to be a lot harder. And I think the person that I met before you, it was hard work. Like I had to think about every question. I'm like, okay, what am I going to ask her next? Because she wasn't really uh, like giving anything back, I guess. So I guess it can be really hard. But once you find that person that then yeah, like you have a connection with, then it kind of just flows. And can I ask with that other person mm. that you met to potentially see if you could be friends with them? How did you kind of tell them that it wasn't gonna work? Oh, or did you? I, I tell think them? we just knew. Okay. We met like two or three times because I really wanted to make sure that it wasn't just that first, like first moment of shyness. Yeah, so we like we went for a drink, then we went for like a hike and stuff. So we really like I really tried to see if there was something there. But yeah, then I guess you just you stop writing, and they don't really write either because I think you both know that. It's, there's no sparks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No friendship sparks. The whole thing with making friends, and I guess women making friends, is that whenever we tell people this story, like, yeah, we met on a dating app, it's just kind of like quirky, it's different. Mm. My experience of that is I always get women being like, oh, that's so cool, I would love to do that. But then they don't. And it's like, well, what is that kind of barrier where they're not doing that? Mm. Is it kind of shame, embarrassment? Like, I guess we've never been embarrassed about it. We've kind of always just laughed about it. Yeah. And it's a funny story to tell. Sometimes, honestly, I am like, is this person supposed to be my friend? Because we didn't meet in like a natural kind of setting I, I almost feel kind of guilty in a way in that it wasn't, it didn't stem from something like I knew you when you were so young or like our families are yeah. friends. And then I kind of think, well, why do I think that? No one who's getting married who met on Tinder is like, oh no, that's so unnatural or whatever. Mm. They're just like, that was just the way you meet these days. So why not embrace it and, and go for it? Yeah. And I think in a sense, that makes more sense. Because I guess like rather than having like your family, friends, kid, like becoming friends with that other kid, um, that's kind of, that feels more like a forced friendship to me than if you actually choose to hang out together. Because once you're like an adult and then you're like, okay, I really want to hang out with you, not because of the connection to my family or a school connection, but just purely because I like you. But I guess with the whole finding friends, it's a very personal kind of thing. Like I remember reading this article about dating versus finding friends and how 
it's kind of so much more hurtful when a when someone you potentially see as a friend you think they're cool you want to hang out with them they kind of turn around and go no I don't want to be friends that's so much kind of more heartbreaking than a date being like yeah I just don't see it working out yeah because I guess that kind of side of it is always told you know about breakups you know about divorces you know about relationships really shifting and changing you might be monogamous and then you decide to be polyamorous or whatever it is Mm. but with friendships it's never like yeah have this conversation with a friend maybe you're not connecting as much anymore and you're gonna quote-unquote see other people like you're gonna gonna make other friends but they're still important in your life you just want to have a different view on the world or meet different people or whatever like that's not ever really discuss and ending a friendship would just be incredibly hard and I don't think I don't think that I would be brave enough to go to someone and say that I'm probably one of those really cowardice people that will just face someone out. oh okay <laughs> nice I'm yeah. gonna look out for the signs of that yeah 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 that could happen to me <laughs> like she never ask me any questions back anymore yeah that's one of the first signs oh let me write this down (laughs) have you ever had to break up with a friend um i have actually did you actually say it to their face pretty pretty much oh good on you we kind of had these chats about how like our friendship just wasn't the same anymore i felt it was really toxic or i felt they were treating me very poorly Mm. but i had such a hard time of of understanding that and one day i just kind of said to myself if this was a relationship and this was like a toxic boyfriend or something i would know to cut them off i Mm. know the signs of that feel like I've educated myself about that other people have told me I've heard stories about other toxic relationships you know to cut that off but when it's a friendship and some things can be a lot more subtle in the way they treat you how they treat you one-on-one or how how they treat you in a group that was really starting to play on me and the very awkward thing was is that friendship was part of a larger circle And it was just very awkward to be like, well, I want to cut this person off pretty much. How do I talk about this to other people when they're still friends with that person? So I really didn't know what to do. And it probably dragged on for months that Mm. I was feeling extremely unhappy. And then when it finally happened and I started to say to people, yeah, I'm not going to this person's event. I'm not talking to them. You can do whatever you want. I never cared that my friends were still friends with this person that had nothing to do with me specifically and how I felt. And they would never understand how I felt in that friendship um, or lack of friendship. But yeah, it was really difficult because I just didn't really know anyone or I hadn't heard stories of other people that had gone through the same thing. And it was hard because me and this person would hang out a lot and they would always be around and they were part of my life for many years. Mm. And all of a sudden, they're not. But amazingly, you adapt so quickly with changes in life and people who are there and you think they're going to be there forever 
or you you think it's going to be the same friendship or same relationship forever and it's just not and then mm. you just kind of go well okay I'm going to go do something different and I think that's how I kind of came on the dating app as well I was mm. like I need to do something different because I'm unhappy I want to go to places or go to events and other people don't want to do that the friendship circle I had at the time was pretty much everybody was in a long-term relationship apart from me so it's like automatically when you want to go away or when people are going away they're going away with their partner Mm. and fair enough their partner becomes their best friend and and I think I was always just like on the side I want to do these things yeah but no one wants to do them with me And I want to meet people that are open to doing new things or going to new places. Yeah. And that was one of the things I really liked about you because I remember you saying, oh, yeah, I just went out to a bar by myself. Mm. And I was was just, like, having a drink there. And then I just met someone and started talking to them. And I was like, no one does that. (laughs) When I do that, I feel like it's kind of maybe looked down upon or I was just like a weirdo for doing that Mm. but I finally met someone who did the same thing and didn't think it was (laughs) didn't think it was weird just to go out and be like well yeah I want to go out like why wouldn't I go out yeah even if someone doesn't want to come out with me who cares Mm. and I guess when you're in a relationship because you're in a long-term relationship as well yeah I also found that very different compared to other people I know because Some people I know, their partner comes along to everything, which is okay. You know, when you like their partner as well, that's two friends that are coming along and that's totally fine. But I found with you early on in our friendship where I didn't really know your partner at all. Mm. Like I just didn't meet them for ages. Yeah. I didn't know much about them or like you talk about them, but it was all always kind of just like brief. It was Mm. never a really focal point in your life when I was getting to know you I guess because mm. I guess that doesn't really like yes you should know that I have a partner and that like I'm happy with that but then as for us getting to know each other he doesn't really factor in in that sense and I guess if I just wanted to hang out with him all the time then I wouldn't have gone on the app mm-hmm. either like I wanted to be able to go out and see other people and do other things because there's certain things that he might not want to do. Did you tell him you were going on a friendship app looking for friends? Oh, for sure. He was <laughs> He was actually, he was loving it. We would like look at people's profiles oh, together. Really? Like find the perfect friend for Michaela. Yeah, Because <laughs> yeah. he had friends here from before. Most of the people that he knew coming here, he already had friends and I didn't because I hadn't been to Sydney before. So... I just kind of knew that I needed to like my own friends Mm because otherwise I would always just feel like I'm fitting into his life rather than having my own or like having a shared life with him. So in that sense, it was really important for me to, you know, make my own life. Yeah. And I really love that about you, that you do want to make your own life and you do want to do your own things. Mm. And I think that's why we've been friends for a long time now, because that's something I really value. And I think values are important when you're looking for a close friend I guess yeah absolutely (laughs) it's like certain things you can stray on but I think like the core needs to be the same and also being from Sweden and moving to Australia you've kind of said to me before in conversations how 
it's kind of difficult to make friends with Australians or maybe not in that sense but I mean certainly for me the some of the closest friends I've had in the past years have been from overseas Mm. because I find those people are a lot more open yeah agreed yeah Mm. I don't know what it is exactly but they're just maybe less established in their life here like if mm. you've if you've grown up here you've got the same group of friends like it would be really hard to break into someone's life if they've already kind of created their own perfect little bubble um i think it'd be hard as an outsider to break into that whilst if you've traveled a little bit or you're coming from somewhere else you're kind of always open to keep building on that block because it's not as big but then because I am from Australia and I've grown up here and I have an established group here. I know, it's so interesting. But I mean, you wanted to break out of that a little bit, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's not a reflection on those people at all. They're mm. all very good people. Coming full circle, I'm probably closer with some of them now than I've ever been before, which is really nice. Mm. And the dynamic of friendships change over time. But yeah, I think I just felt very kind of stuck what am I gonna do am I just gonna sit here alone wishing that I had someone to do things with or am I gonna go find someone to do things with like I just kind of got to this point can't just keep going the way I'm going because it's Mm. not it's not working I'm at a different stage in my life compared to my other friends like I still really liked partying I still really liked being quite immature and having stupid stories to tell and I kind of felt like I was looked down upon that I was a bit of the wild one Mm -hmm. I mean compared to other people I'm extremely tame and boring (laughs) so when I say wild I mean I got home at like 1am or something but you wanted to go out a party you wanted to get a little bit drunk have a dirty kebab or falafel on the way home and like feel like that was like that was it for the night Mm. and I think like that's probably what we connected over was that we were both (laughs) sturdy kebabs yeah we just (laughs) wanted to be silly and and go out partying and and all of that and like wasn't so stuck on career and like in your little perfect home it's more like you live in your apartment and you go out and you have fun and you meet people out and you're just kind of floating around But I think that's kind of how we connected, like, in that kind of party zone. Yes. (laughs) Which is interesting to say now, because now it's, like, gone the total opposite way. We were like, we're tired. Yes. Let's go to bed at 9pm. Let's have an afternoon nap. Yes. One glass of champagne gives me a headache. (laughs) We have dinner at 7.30 and then we're home by 9.30. And it's so nice. It's so nice. Yeah, but I guess it's just the stages in life. It's like you just got to find someone who's in the same pocket as you are at the time. And that can be very hard. Mm. And I don't know how this happened, how this friendship (laughs) happened. And I always say, you're the best thing I've ever found on a dating app. You've never sent me dick pics. You've never, like, asked for nudes of me. Um, I'm so polite. Yeah, you're you're such a polite person. (laughs) And what do you think about friendship now as you're going into your 30s and then 40s, 50s, 60s, getting older? I think friendship is super important and I think you need to value it and nourish the relationships that you hold dear. But I also think that you need to like 
re-examine your friendships every once in a while. If somebody's not making you feel good about yourself, then maybe they're not necessary in your life anymore. Because I don't think you need to necessarily hold on to everyone. I think friendships can be a little bit fleeting, but also they can be forever. So I guess it's just really finding those people that you really value and and tell them that and show them that, that you do love them and then you do want to have them in your life and and like yeah just take care of those people and be open to new ones as well I think I used to think when I was younger and the friendships I did have at the time or some of them I thought it was messaging each other all the time talking on the phone for ages Mm. doing everything together experiencing everything in life together until those friends like went and got partners Mm. And I was like, oh. Everything changes. Everything changes. It really does. And, you know, I'm really um, happy that my friends have really great partners and I consider them friends. And when I I invite my friends to things, their partners are the ones that answer first. And I love Mm. that. They don't feel there's this barrier because they're just the boyfriend or girlfriend of my friend. They also consider me a friend, which I really love. And that extends your friendship circle also. And then as I got older, and especially our kind of friendship, I realized you can be super independent. You cannot talk to someone for like a month or not see them for a month or two months. And you kind of have like some contact, like, yeah, I hope you're doing well, whatever. And then when you come back together, it's like it was never lost. Mm. And the strength has never reduced Mm. if anything it's stronger i just didn't realize in the past it can be that way that you may not see someone for a while or not talk to them but because you're just as busy living your life and trying to make yourself better just Mm. as much as they are so i think when somebody's been really important in your life then you can always go back to that friendship like I recently saw a friend of mine that I that I met through backpacking and we were living together for like three or four months. And I saw her again after 10 years. And it was like kind of time hadn't passed. We were just having so much fun together because you have this kind of connection that you just can't beat because you've gone through stuff together. So how do you make new friends? or keep good friendships when your goals may not be aligned or your beliefs may not be aligned anymore? Like, for an example, other people getting married and having children, whereas you may not want to get married and have children. I think if the friendship is good and if you feel the same about each other, then you'll kind of, you'll kind of make it through all of that stuff anyways. I mean, and and the way that your friendship works might change a little bit. Like maybe you're not having big nights out together anymore. Maybe you're having lunches and maybe you meet a little bit less. But I think like if the relationship is good, then you kind of just work through that anyways. For example, with my sister, I mean, it's a little bit different with family, but like we're really close friends as well. And she's not got two kids and she still thinks it's really important to make alone time with me so last time I went back to Sweden like she bought me these festival tickets and we went to a festival together so then we kind of like spend the majority of time hanging out with her family but she still makes sure that there's time where we can just connect one-on-one mm-hmm. and I think that's really important I guess kids is kind of the biggest 
the yeah. biggest one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it can change depending on like career paths as well. But I think as long as you make time for each other and just, I guess, are available if the other person needs you. So you don't need to talk all the time, but you know that if something happens, you can call this person. That's probably enough. Things change and adapt so much. Like it's Mm. surprising how someone can adapt so easily to things being different and just being like, well, this is just the way it's going to work now. Like my friend's got a kid. I may not like children. Speaking about myself here. (laughs) I guess when you're really good friends with someone, when they're happy, you feel that happiness. Yeah. Even if it's not necessarily something that would make you incredibly happy if you did it yourself yeah (laughs) like pushing out a child out of your body no thank you yeah exactly (laughs) but the best moment of like other people's lives they cherish that some people (laughs) yeah yeah and it's just nice to see when your friends are having these experiences that you may not necessarily experience but you're seeing it through their eyes and you're Mm. learning it through them yeah it's beautiful because you want your friends to be happy like that's kind of the main thing and if you can be part of making the happiness happen, then you will. If, and if that just means for you to hang out with their kid, then of course you hang out with their kid. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yet to experience Maybe this. not one-on-one. Oh yeah, not, not one-on-one. Friend in the I room. Need, <laughs> the child doesn't need supervision. I need supervision. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't really see kids in my life either, but I except that lots of my friends will have kids. I mean, I can kind of see that happening. I haven't had to deal with that change in the relationship yet because it's only my sister that has a kid. None of my other friends have started that path yet, but it's definitely going to happen in the next few years. And I just hope that I get to hang out with them with their family and with them alone. You won't have the same connection if you're never, you know, alone in a room. And what are your tips for approaching new people to make friends? I don't know if I have any tips. I'm not that good at it still. Okay. I think I'm still learning very much. And I think it's just, it's going to happen more naturally when you feel confident in yourself. But I think the app is awesome. Like it was great. I only used it twice, but (laughs) I was like, I found a friend. Done. Tick. It worked. But yeah, like I think if you're looking for more friends, I think that's a great place to start because it kind of takes that pressure off of having to be friends with the people that happen to be around you. You can kind of branch out a little bit. I do have some tips for approaching new people and potentially making friends. Not because I'm wonderful at it, but because I've learned to cope better with rejection and also move on from people I personally don't align with. Last time I went overseas, I wrote in my journal, keep talking to people even if they may appear disinterested. They could just be shy, or you could just be fucking annoying. I think the essence of what I was trying to remind myself is that don't be put off if it doesn't work the first time. I know I make a terrible first impression. I've heard so many times from people, oh, when I first met you, I found you intimidating, Or when I first met you, I thought you were a lot more serious than what you are. Or even when I first met you, I thought you were a bitch. A journal article from Psychological Science called The Liking Gap in Conversations, Do People Like Us More Than We Think? shows evidence from their studies that yes, people actually do like you more than you think. 
There is a gap coined as the liking gap in this study in that people underestimate how much the other person they're talking to likes the conversation and the company. So tip one, try again. Someone probably likes you more than you think. Tip two, give a genuine compliment. Quick story of how I always thought, wow, I really like the music my neighbors play at their parties. I wish I was invited to one of their parties. Admittedly, after a very drunken night out where I was still perhaps intoxicated, I went over to their house and told them that I liked their music. They were a bit confused because they thought I had come over to complain, but I kept saying, no, I, I just genuinely enjoy the music. So they invited me inside and they were all really nice. I haven't seen them since then because I'm too embarrassed to <laughs> go up to them and say, hey, I was that crazy woman who stuck her arm through your gated doorway to scream at you how much I like your music. But anyway, give a genuine compliment because people will appreciate that even if you never see them again. And tip three, a final tip. Say things you want to do or go to out loud. If you want to go to a music festival, if you want to go to the movies, if you want to join a sport team, or in this case with the global pandemic, if you want to do a Zoom call and get really fucked up on alcohol, tell more people about it. On that same overseas trip I was talking about before, I said out loud during a conversation with someone else that I wanted to go to a comedy show and another girl I had barely talked to, she said, oh wow, that would be so cool. Let me know if you're going, we can go together. And I was blown away by that because I wouldn't say that as I can be very shy, but she genuinely thought it sounded fun and instantly we had something in common. And weeks later, I remembered that and I did invite her to go. We went together and it was so much fun. So try, try and try again. People are bound to give you a disapproving look from time to time. But would you want to be friends with someone like that anyway? I wouldn't and I'm not. Mm -hmm.